You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. All right, everybody. It's good to have you back. We are Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast. We talk about movies and comics and TV and all sorts of stuff. My name is Jordan Luke. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Hmm. And I love freaking movies. Summertime. Summertime. This is the summer of movies. It is. It really is. We're making it that way. Last year was the summer of Morbius. This year it's the summer of movies. All the other movies than Morbius. All these strikes haven't affected them yet, so we're not going right. to ever have any more this movies. This is the last is summer of movies. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Seth, how are you feeling about your, uh, you want to talk about your, your Regal Pass? I'll, I'll, well, so far so good, yes. Yeah. I signed up for the uh, Regal Unlimited. That's the only theater I have access to around here, really, is regal so i was i like the idea it's basically after taxes i'm paying 20 bucks yeah. a month i have to do three months so i looked at how many movies i was gonna see for sure which is a bunch and it worked out to me saving at least 50 percent as i would have going when i want to go so i uh did it i went and watched i got it right before we booked spider verse mm-hmm. and and it worked slick as a whistle. My son got it also, and that works really well. You just like hook up as friends. So when I buy a ticket, I can just pick him. And uh, his girlfriend went with us to Spider Verse, so I just was able to just buy her ticket along with ours. And yeah, and then he and I went and saw Transformers the next yeah. week for nothing. You know, it's like <clears throat> a dollar service fee or something. So 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 far so great. Yeah, I also got it. I didn't tell you guys that. No. Um, but but I got it uh, last weekend. Um, That's why you're popping down this stuff. You're like, hey, I might go see this. Hey, I'm gonna go. I just went to this. I'm like, oh, this all makes sense. I'm slow. Yeah, I'm slow. Yeah. So, uh, um, I was gonna make a big deal about how. What is this new cliff that's going to all these movies? He doesn't even <laughs> normally see Pixar movies even anymore. Yeah. Now he's going. That's what it is. I'm, I'm trying to rewind it back. Um, the only thing I don't like is. I, I like using the app. Um, you can book basically three movies at one time. Like, you know, yeah. uh, up to three, you can, up keep, to three. You can max out there. Yeah. Um, but if you use the app, which they encourage you to do, um, they charge you like 54 cents as a convenience fee. Yeah. What's and that crap? That, it's supposed to be unlimited. Right. Exactly. So it's a little false advertising. Um, that ticks me off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely thumbs down on that part. But overall, um, it's unfortunate that, you know, we still don't have our theater here in town and I could use this there. I would be loving it. Oh, my gosh, yes. But, um, but yeah, so I've been going to the movies, too, uh, way yeah. more uh, than I normally do uh, in the last few years. It's going to so. be a good summer. It's going to yeah. be a good summer. I, I'm... Uh, the the fifty cents is negligible to me. Like I'm not, not when you're paying twenty dollars for unlimited movies, then they start charging fees. That's... It's kind of the principle of it. But a ticket's fifteen dollars. 
That's true. I, oh, I, believe yeah. me, yeah. I know. It, it's ridiculous how much they are. So I. So I did not sign up for this. Uh, I did the math, and June it would have been great, but the rest of the summer they're just. I didn't think there were enough uh, for me to get to them all that many times, but I did think I was winning with their Tuesday deal. All right, they have the same. You know, Marietta used to have the cheap Tuesday tickets. Well, I found right. out Regal does as well. Hey, cool. I'm going to wait and go see Spider-Verse on a Tuesday. Make it six bucks. Perfect. So I look up, oh, you have to be a Crown Club member. So I look up, and I'm like, oh, you can sign up online. Yeah. And everywhere online is like, just show your card for this. Use your card for this. Have a card for this. I'm like, if I sign up now, I'm not going to have a card by the time the movie comes out. So like, I'll, I'll just go down there and sign up. My antiquated thinking, of course. No. So, so I was going to go to the eight thirty show. It's like when the- I tried to go to the post office, thinking they would oh, help. No, me. that's that right. you're doomed to failure from the beginning. Right. So I close at seven. I do my Tuesday night work, getting ready for Wednesday. I'm listening to the ball game. It's the the first game. New number one prospect in baseball, Ellie De La Cruz is playing for the Reds and I was going to miss it to go see this movie, but it saved me a lot of money. So that's all right. So I listened to his first two at bats on the radio. It's about 20 to eight. I'm like, perfect. I had a drive through head to Parkersburg. Well, I did not factor in the length of time it takes to get through Taco Bell. That's my fatal flaw. Taco Bell is the slowest drive through in town. So I was, I barely made it to the movie in time. There are two people ahead of me in line. And of course, buying tickets is the slowest process in the world for some reason. The guy, the guys ahead of me had to have their phones out. Oh, I want to redeem my points for this. Oh, for 50 cents more, you can go from a medium to a large. Oh, no, no, okay, that's cool. Oh, do you want the Miguel O'Hara or do you want the Gwen Stacy pop topper? It's like, oh, oh, you gotta get the Gwen, dude. Okay, I'll get it. So yeah, it took 20 minutes for these two idiots to get wow. through the line. The, the register next to him opened. He's like, I can take anybody if they're paying with card. Of course, I'm paying with cash because I'm an 80-year-old man. Nope, I can't jump to the, So the guy behind me gets to go ahead and line. So I finally get to, you know, the movie's at 8.30. I know there's a lot of trailers there. It's crazy. There's like 20 minutes of trailers. It was already well after 8.30. So I know I have missed, which I don't mind missing a couple of trailers. Oh, time. yeah. So I said, so you have to be a, a Crown Club member to get the discount? Yes. I said, how long does that take to sign up? Oh, not long at all. Just get your phone out, get yep. the app, get the app. And I said, oh, how do you get the card? He's like, oh, there is no card. No, there's no I was card. like, oh, of course not. Of course there's not a card. I based my whole... When you said that earlier, I was like, what card? card? It's on the it's, app. It's, it's a digital card. Right. So I yeah. my whole plan was to, to base around obtaining this card that does not exist. So I'm like, I am not stepping aside into the lobby... And getting back in line, and I was like, I'll just pay full price. That's fine. I am uh, not like getting my abacus out. Like, well, would you like to upgrade to it? No. Well, uh, would you like to use it? No. Give me a ticket. And then there were still 10 minutes trailers, but I was. But you got to see that great movie quote <laughs> commercial that makes me want to kill myself every time. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That's so bad. But the next day I signed up for the thing. So I'll Did get the my thing. cheap. I'll get my cheap Tuesday movies finally. Good. 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 Meanwhile, this experience is nothing like what I experienced because I always have my tickets before I get there. Walk in, have my phone open, they scan it, 
go get your ass in there. Get your pretty little ass in there. 50 cents, please. <laughs> I don't even notice it. I don't even know that happened ever. <clears throat> Tonight, uh, I, because uh, I was going to an early, you know, showing. Um, I'm the only one home tonight, so I was like, I'm I'm just gonna leave directly from work, hit the six ten showing. So I'm looking on my app to see if like how full it is, whether or not I need to spend that fifty four cents or wait till I get there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Needless to say, I waited till I got there. Uh, it was good though. It's good. Uh, overall, uh, didn't cost me a dime. I did, you know, that I hadn't already paid. I did not get any popcorn or anything because I had a few minutes before I got there tonight uh, to the theater and I stopped at the pizza place there in the mall. And uh, she said, do you have a rewards uh, number you can use? And I said, it's well. not a card. It's not a card. <laughs> yeah, it's seven. My number's like a greasy yeah. card. I, I, I gave her uh a phone number that I thought it might be an old phone number. We don't have anymore. And she goes, Oh, huh? You have a 1 million points. <laughs> she goes, you have a $10 rewards. Oh man. $10 off. You can use. I was like, I would like to use that please. <laughs> <laughs> and it did not cost me a dime for dinner. So nice. other than the gas, I, I made this out. Okay. Like I, Best summer of our lives is coming up. This is it. This is as good as it gets from our lives going forward. Okay. Um, yeah. Hey, I'm update you here on some box office Let's here. This it. is pre. This is today pre Flash pre Elemental. Yeah. For anybody that ha- hasn't listened to that episode, just to catch you up. Yes. This, we we this did is a about our yes um, our box office wager. What movies are going to make the most money domestically this summer? Top 10. Uh, yeah, so we all, uh, it's S3 and Street Level Starcher. So currently still in first place is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with $339 million. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and number two. This is just going right in line with uh, Cliff's list. Uh-oh. <laughs> mil. Uh, then... The, let's I'm gonna look at Cliff's list now. Oh, uh, a little drop here. Uh, three, we got the Little Mermaid, two hundred forty-one. So Spider Verse passed the Little Mermaid. And we got Fast X, Fast Ten or whatever, with one forty. Transformers with eighty million. That's pretty good. Then a bunch of garbage. Um, that won't be there at the end. So a lot of stuff that we said is on there just we'll see where they all fall to things are coming out so fast now though some of these things are going to stop making money we will see where they land yeah i know i was uh looking for a uh because we we did the um uh, <clears throat> we did the top 10 and then we picked three dark horses after that and and I was looking yeah, you did for have Transformers uh, uh, as a dark, a dark horse, horse, but but I was looking for a better showing of uh, the machine. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I looked one day and it was not doing well. So yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw an interview with him scrolling past my feed. He was talking to Kevin Smith. Mm, yeah, and Kreischer was like, I don't know anything about movies, and they asked me, 
you know, what what's your expectation for opening weekend? He's like, I don't know anything about it. He's like, I don't know, 150 million. <laughs> and they and like they laughed at him. It's like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna make Guardians of the Galaxy money? He's like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> He's crazy. All right. So we had a bunch of Marvel movie dates shuffle around recently. I know, I know uh like this year comic book day we had guardians of the galaxy 3 was the movie and next year was slated for captain america brave new world i believe is the current title uh that got pushed back along with basically everything else in that uh phase and pushed up is deadpool 3 so because they're the only ones like defying the what writer strike and still making a movie um so i don't know how that works how they're justifying that except they're acting like they're not changing any of the script and which seems odd for a very heavily ad-libbed movie ryan reynolds cannot ad-lib anything it's like yeah right so that i was surprised to see that that is the uh free comic book day movie that didn't throw me too much because all these movies seem so far in the future like another year <laughs> here another year there it's like i don't know it's all yeah, yeah yeah it's all so far ahead so who knows i we'll laughed when i saw they announced what avatar 5 is 2031 i was like <laughs> shut up shut <laughs> up you don't get to say anything like that <sighs> hmm. what first what are we talking about first we can review some of these movies or I've got a little comic book news that ties in. Well, yeah, give us yeah, a, give us that. a comic book newsy. We like those. Um, first story we were talking about across the spider verse. Well, if you like Spider-Man at all as the character or concept, probably owe some of that to artist John Romita senior who just passed away last week at the age of 93. So had a, had a good run. Uh, was a beloved figure, and again, we've we've lost pretty much that whole generation of creators. Uh, he was one of the, the the last from that original Marvel bullpen. He uh, started work at 19 years old in 1949 with Famous Funnies, and spent the 50s working on romance comics and war comics for National and Timely, which became. DC and Marvel. So he predated even the names DC and Marvel. So he joined Marvel full-time in 1966 as an artist on Daredevil and then took over when Steve Ditko abruptly left Amazing Spider-Man. Ditko's last was 38, so he took over this year, 39. So this guy took over for the original creator of Spider-Man, co-creator, in a very tumultuous time, in the middle of a story, this was a Green Goblin story, Ditko didn't like Stan's idea to make it Harry Osborn, so took over for the creator in the middle of a storyline <laughs> while Stan and Steve were not even talking. So it was a very tumultuous time to be taking over one of the most popular comics going. But he did, and his run lasted... From 1966 through 1973, he did most of the issues between numbers 39 and 119. And during that run, he introduced Mary Jane Watson, the Kingpin, the Kingpin, Rhino, the Shocker, and a ton of others. This is kind of probably the you know most beloved era on the title. Um, it became 
you know, he had this history in romance comics and he took it and made it more of a soap opera. He upped the romance level and like the workplace drama at the Daily Bugle. He made Pete more attractive. Like Ditko drew him all hunched over with glasses, like a weird little creep. There's like, I'll, I'll show you people who bully me. And like, and, and, and Ramita made him like a romantic leading man and had love triangles and all of this, uh, this drama. Um, and he modernized the fashion a lot too. Like, you know, Pete always wore the ugly sweater vests and stuff. And the women look like they're from the fifties, you know, in those early runs, but like he would, he gave the more mod 60 style. The women were all fashionable. So it just became way more popular at this point and kind of became, I think what people think of, you know, that's the classic Silver Age Spider-Man, even though, you know, Ditko created it, but you know, John Romita perfected it. So 1973, he became Marvel's art director, a position he held through the rest of the 70s and 80s, where he designed the looks for iconic characters, including Wolverine, the Punisher, Bullseye, Black Widow, and again, tons of others. So uh, a, a huge, important uh, part, not, not there from the beginning of the Marvel bullpen, but really helped cement you know, for decades to come what, what Marvel was and could be. Yeah, I saw today somebody had posted a picture of his first sketch of Mary Jane. I was like, that should be in a museum. <laughs> like that's uh iconic. So yeah, he is this yeah, you said it all. He's the quintessential when you think of what Spider Man looks like in in the suit, even like the shape of his head, everything is like that's Ramita, so and of course, the father to John Romita Jr., who went on to have a long, iconic career. Yeah, amazing. He's a, yeah, he's just equally up there. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I posted on my page is uh, the the he's part of Marvel's Mount Rushmore. I don't think there's any debate. Stanley, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, John Romita, like those are the four men who Marvel is. Yeah, their their shoulders are what everybody else stood. Ninety-three is nothing to sneeze at, but still, still a loss for the comic world. And we had another big surprise in the comic world this week. From old P.T. Barnum himself, Mr. Robert Kirkman had another had another uh, trick to pull on the comic buying people. He loves gimmicks. He loves story. Like he 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 doesn't like to just solicit a book and put it out he wants to do something different to surprise and delight people so a while back they solicited this new book called void rivals from his company at skybound which is an imprint of image comics and it was been in the works for over a year and there were rumors he called it i forget how they word it but it's the first part of a new interconnected universe but nothing about the art or the characters or the solicit like made it look like anything else. So there were rumors people thought, oh, is he going back to Walking Dead? Is he going to explain you know, the origin of the zombie virus with some sci-fi story? Is it going to bring all these image characters, you know, Spawn and Savage Dragon, that kind of stuff? The the, the leading rumor was uh, more invincible because he has gone back to the well for that for a couple of times. The show has made the, the, the book you know, much more visible recently. So I thought, oh, maybe he's going back to do some more invincible stories. Is going to tie it in with this other stuff? But it was none of that. News <laughs> actually broke a 
they held they held the secret for I think as long as humanly possible. But news broke a couple of days before it came out. This is actually the kickstart of the quote Energon universe. So halfway through, there's a story. These two sci-fi dudes end up on a wrecked on a planet. Their their ship has wrecked, and as they're trying to survive, a transformer shows up. They meet Jetfire. So in the middle of this indie sci-fi image comic, we get one of the biggest <laughs> IP you know, mm-hmm. toy properties ever made. We got Transformers. So it was kind of a shock to people. I yeah, I had you pull that for me. I think it was a couple. I think it was a was it a guy and a girl. It was a guy and a girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. And two different ships, but they uh, wrecked and you know or something. And I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was good. I was I was hyped i was excited that it was a good issue and not just trash surrounding this surprise so i'm excited to see where it goes uh it's supposed to take a while to get there though we have several months before what i see that there's gonna be mini series a duke mini series yeah it's a little weird the launch is a little weird but um so kirkman's very excited he's a he's an 80s kid he's he's of our generation so he said, quote, it's really going back to the beginning, starting these characters off fresh. We're going to be adapting a lot of familiar stories from the comics and TV shows and things like that. So there will be character introductions that are familiar, updated retellings of your favorite episodes of Transformers and G.I. Joe. But also they will dovetail into completely new stories. So I didn't love that. <laughs> <laughs> the idea he's calling it like Ultimates, you know, Marvel Ultimates right. style, where it's updating you know, we're kind of re- completely rebooting from the beginning and we're going to tell these classic stories, but in a modern way. And I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't always like that. <laughs> I don't always feel like you need that, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold out judgment. This is what Transformers comes out in October. Then yeah. So do- it's going to be four connected series to start with. So Void Rivals is part of it. That's one by Kirkman and artist Lorenzo De Felici. Oh, and then we'll get that for a few months. Yeah. The Transformers will be the next to launch in October, and that'll be an ongoing by Daniel Warren Johnson. And if you've never seen his art, he's he's wild. He he draws like barbarians and the craziest stuff. So like he, I don't see him as a very precise. Here's all the gears on the Transformer mm. legs, but he brings a whole lot of energy to his books, and he's a real fun artist. So I think this could be cool. So that'll be an ongoing. And that one they, they solicited as Optimus Prime was supposed to have led the Autobots to victory. Instead, the fate of Cybertron is unknown, and his allies have crash-landed far from home alongside their enemies, the Decepticons. As they renew their war on Earth, new alliances are struck, battle lines are redrawn, and humanity's only hope of survival is Optimus Prime. So again, we're going back to the beginning. This is the, you know, Earth is just finding out about these guys. So um, then we're going to have a bunch of... Uh, Four G.I. Joe miniseries, starting with Duke in December by Joshua Williamson and Tom Riley. So that's the first of four interconnected Joe series set in the same world. So in a world grappling with the arrival of the Autobots and Decepticons, Conrad Hauser, codenamed Duke, investigates the mysteries behind the Transformers, leading to the birth of forces for good and evil that the world never imagined. So this is the idea. There was no G.I. Joe up until... You know, the tr- whatever happens with the Transformers is going to spark the creation of G.I. Joe. 
So love that or hate it, I guess we'll <laughs> we'll see. And then in January, we're getting four-issue Cobra Commander miniseries by Williamson and Andrea Milana. In a world where Cobra doesn't exist, a sinister figure is trying to use the alien element Energon for nefarious purposes. So this, I guess, is the format where these two miniseries will be the formation of the Joes and the Cobras. And then the original press release said two more minis and one secret ongoing will be announced at a later date. But I think we already have the secret ongoing because that was announced the other day. Larry Hama is returning to G.I. Joe, a real American hero, with issue 301 to continue his run that started at Marvel, went to IDW, and is now at Image uh, with artist Chris Mooneyham and covers by Andy Kubert. A jumping on point for new readers as your favorite characters are back for new battles, new friends, new enemies, and the return of the original Snake Eyes. So this wasn't a secret. Uh, we, who spoke with Larry Hama and heard him tell us directly he was working on 301, <laughs> yeah, already knew true. it. We were just waiting. We were waiting for the reveal. We, we were uh, on the spot when it happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's official. We're getting more. And yeah. 300 issues. I mean, that's like... That's the benchmark Dave Sim hit with Cerebus back in the 80s. Is like the long, When he stopped at issue 300, that was the longest-running indie comic of all time, written and drawn by one person. And then Spawn hit issue 300, and Tom McFarlane made a huge deal, the record-breaking 300. So there's not a lot of books that have lasted that long. And Spawn certainly, McFarlane didn't write or draw every issue of Spawn. So having Larry draw 90, or write 99.9% .9 of these books is pretty amazing feat so I'm, I'm it's cool he gets to continue just let him go as long as he wants did you say there was more miniseries there's those? two two more of these initial four they just haven't announced them yet oh okay i was gonna say i hadn't heard but this this his gi joe thing is a totally different thing than their gi joe yes thing. this will be out of continuity this is larry's mm -hmm. continuity same way right. idw always had two books running or usually had two books running. Gotcha. They, had a, they had a more modern that they kept rebooting and trying to do, and then just let Larry do his own his own thing. Whatever. I swear he still references like Vietnam and stuff. Like the characters, like oh yeah, like when we were in Nam. It's like are you yeah. hundred years old? <laughs> like it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's all yeah. the same continuity. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm definitely uh, paying attention here. It'll be it's an all or nothing thing. It's like man, do I go and start get get all these mini series and try to follow all this stuff or it's going to I'm sure I will pick up the first issues of these and I hope they grab me. Well, I, I have been down this road before um, in the lifetime of this podcast. If you guys remember talking about the Hasbro verse, they were going to do with the movies and the comics and right with Rom and Micronauts and yeah, all visionaries plus GI Joe transformers. And, and they did come out with the comics. Like that was the first step. And, and I liked those comics, but it just petered out very, very quickly. And the, the movies never really came about. Um, they didn't get very far with it, but it's always a fun idea. Um, especially for, you know, if you grew up on that stuff, but yeah, I mean, bring it on. I hope it's, I hope it's good. Um, but you know, fool me once. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not you're not starting a full list is what you're saying. uh not probably not yet <laughs> like i have way more confidence in larry hama than i do all this other stuff that they're talking about 
Yeah, he'll still be going with issue 500, and this stuff will be rebooted. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, but they've, uh, yeah, I mean, in a way, that things have already started to tie in, and things are happening, uh, you know, in books and in movies. And You guys have both got out to see the new Transformers movie, correct? Correct. Yes, I did not. I've not seen any oh. of them since the first one, so feel free. To spoil really? away. I'm okay. 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 We're in the middle of an ongoing war. We'd love to have the big guys join the fight. Wow, that was corny when I said it out loud. You've never faced anything like this. Oh God, it's about to go down. Oh God, it's about to go down. Oh God, it's about to go. It's about to go. It's about to go down. If you keep your eyes open, life will show you everything you need to know. Now that's top tier manifestation. I'm the older banter, just one answer. I'm an animal. Gorillas in the trap with them. We find this alone or we find it together. Together. Let's get it. Turn it up to the maximum. To the maximum. To the maximum. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Yeah. Turn it up. I'm never leaving Brooklyn again. On my soul. I, I mean, I, I have not seen all of them. I will admit, I have not seen all of the Transformers. Um I haven't seen the last couple for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this was um but this one's a little different, you know, they've, they've moved on from Michael Bay a few years ago. And I, I think he, is he still a producer on these movies? Maybe perhaps, mm. but I'm, I'm not sure. Oh. But anyways, yeah, we're, we're getting different actors and different characters now and <clears throat> teaming up with the, uh, with the Autobots. And, and I think this one had a little bit of hype behind it just from, uh, you know, probably a little a little younger uh, age group than than the three of us. But uh, Beast Wars was kind of a, I think that was a benchmark in in the Transformers. I mean, they really made a comeback there in the late nineties with with this show being one of the first all computer animated uh, uh, cartoons out there. So I was yeah. Little... I don't, I don't know any. I don't know any of that. Like I never paid any attention to. Mm. No like I said, I was a G- yeah. was a GI Joe guy. I knew Transformers back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, when, and when the toys first came out and stuff. But but I don't know yeah. all this the cartoon Beast War whatevers. Um, but anyway, I probably wouldn't have even went and seen the movie if I didn't have Regal Unlimited. But we're like, <laughs> we gotta get our we gotta get our money's <laughs> worth. Let's go. Yeah. We went down there and. I'm thrilled that i did the movie was extremely fine 
yeah uh was not anything to write home about um pretty cookie cutter mcguffany mm-hmm. yeah you know the but i did like anthony ramos as the lead he he was very charismatic and uh felt and he was giving it everything he was yeah. very believable he was he was not acting like he was in a some goofball action mm-hmm. movie he was playing it straight and hard like emotional and i applaud that and that and that uh dominique fishback too kind of as the second lead she was very good also yeah. you know yeah, so she was fine yeah I, I i totally agree um i i really i thought it was a fun movie it's actiony fun movie silly silly transformers um but possibly just, the best use of pete davidson today possibly yeah uh, he he he's the voice of mirage yeah, yeah and yeah. was was funny yeah it was, funny. He was. It was so, really good it's just like wow like he's actually you know this is might be the best thing i've ever <laughs> liked about p davis was the, was the car covered in crappy tattoos <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, um yes it, uh, it was something uh michelle yo as a freaking metal eagle or something mm-hmm. i don't know but it was really that was had a little gravitas to that role just because it was her voice ron perlman is optimus primal mm-hmm. uh peter collin of course like it's it was there was some they threw some peeps at it and and but i mean cut to the chase it's a it's a it's a good fine transformers movie nothing special totally fine yeah totally fine and they, he has his brother who he's talking to at home on the walkie talkie. Okay. Makes no sense that this walkie talkie, <laughs> you can talk hundreds of miles away, whatever. I, but he's called, he calls, he's obviously calling his, his little brother tails early in the movie. And I, I, of course that's a sonic reference you know mm-hmm. sonic and tails and and then uh, some part in the movie then he's finally calling him sonic and i'm like okay well that's obvious you know they go on you know and they keep saying his brother's time don't say your you know don't say your name don't we use don't real names name. over the no air. names yeah. on the airways yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know and totally over my head like did i never put two and two together this like I didn't either. I, I swear to God, there is a thing going around on Twitter this week of what's the biggest twist in a movie ever. And like, I want to say Transformers. <laughs> it's like, it's stupid and it is hyperbole to say that, but I was never so surprised as when at the end of this movie. And that's stupid. If I watch it back, I'll be like, like, this is so whatever. It's so yeah. nothing throwaway, but I wasn't expecting it to the very second it's revealed. It was not on my radar mm. and the whole crowd lost their shit. <laughs> I thought I would be the only person in there that even cared. But again, since Thursday night, day before the movie even comes out opening. So these are the people that they came that night to they're, their they're Transformers yeah. fans. Yeah. Yeah, so I shouldn't be that surprised, but the whole place was like, what? You know, for no reason. This will never pay off. You know, I mean, really, really pay off. But to spoil this, of course, you know, we get to the end. He saves the world, whatever. 
and he's still he's been trying to get a job the whole movie and he finally goes he gives an interview and it's got whatever i can't think of the actor's name some white guy and he he's just like hey you saved the world we know you saved the world no 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 he's playing it off he's like we know you did you know just want to say thanks we know about yada, your yada. friends does it yeah 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 all yeah. that stuff and they walk over and he's like shows it you know go, he goes to leave the room and is out this door and and next day that they reveal this sunken garage still nothing not on my radar and he start, starts a little starts to lower himself down into it and says something about you know no names on the airwaves that's actually a good idea and he, he has handed him a card his business card and the anthony Ramos flips it over and says gi joe and i was like what what <laughs> i was i was expecting it to have the transformer symbol or something on it like, it was supposed to be oh, hot we, we lost jordan but we lost jordan it was it was supposed to, you know it was going to be nest on the on the, the when he tur- yeah um, the, okay yeah. we know transformers we know what this is gonna be totally i i had I no just, clue i had no clue no idea no idea like you literally did i mean didn't or like it was it was amazing so it was stupid and whatever but and i i do totally think we're getting a transformers gi joe movie next Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, here he comes. There yeah, he but is. I do totally th- think yes. Like the next, the next movie is going to be GI Joe Transformers, and that's amazing. Has like, to be. No matter how shitty it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was all worth this. You can't you know? throw down that card and then not make that movie. Like it has yeah. to be made now. They're so. gonna, they're gonna do it. Yeah. They're gonna do it. Yeah, I um, my notes on the movie itself. I agree. I really like. I really like Anthony Ramos as an actor. I like him on screen. No comment about him. You know, I've no whatever. Personally, may not be the best dude. Whatever, but on screen, like you know, Hamilton, the in the Heights, Transformer. Like he's been great. I, I I'm all in on screen. And, uh, uh, the other thing was the train, the Autobots were way too small and it bugged me. The Maximals were way too big and that bugged me. The Maximals <laughs> who transform into animals should not be bigger than the freaking semi truck. It was, it was totally silly. They so did set up that they did set up like a way to use, to make this. I did. I was having such a hard time watching the movie because whenever you have these, the people are at such risk. Everything is smash, bang, crush, and the people are exposed. Mm-hmm. So when they made the, when yeah. when, and you know this is set in 1994 or something like that. Like this is the there. These movies are set pre transformers movies right like this is we're like all that stuff's garbage we're starting over is what they're doing and so this is so you're like okay optimus pro uh there's a lot of people you know uh what bumblebee is hurt he ain't gonna die because he's in all these movies <laughs> right, right. you know and yeah, predetermined and, <laughs> and you know who we haven't seen you know this guy so he's got, probably gonna die or whatever and but they made that good use of giving him that exoskeleton thing at the yeah. end. You know, I was like, okay, this once I once there's the reveal 
of G.I. Joe is like, okay, this is how they're going to meld these things together, kind of. Yeah. And and let these people have it was, some sort of suit or whatever. Yeah, it was very reminiscent of that first G.I. Joe movie. What, well, I do have a question. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I looked up afterwards. What's a Sonic fighter? Because they were calling him Sonic. I didn't know whether that was supposed to be any tied uh, to I these G.I. No. There's something, there's something called... In, from G.I. Joe I, called I, Sonic Fighters. I'm okay. sure Jesse's yeah. team of G.I. Joe people will know all about it. <laughs> yeah, they can tell us about it. Listen to uh, source material uh, <laughs> for that. But um, there, I know in... I, I, mm, I know there's a history of Transformers where there was a, uh, a, a kid character that had that type of suit. That was in like a, a Transformers type, you know... Okay. Iron Man body armor type suit. So at one point, so I did see some after I watched the movie, saw somebody reference that, but yeah, overall that was really it. I don't have any big nit nitpicks other than the size ratio things. And I would have liked to have seen a little, a little bit more screen time for some of those characters. Um, especially being, you know, the first time they've been shown, um, Rhinox was always a cool, a cool, transformer guy on, on beast wars and and uh, uh cheetor and you know they're really just kind of in the background for the most part and the same thing they did a wheel a really strange change of character with Wheeljack, uh making him you know giving him a south american accent making him a bus and stuff but i i thought he looked cool um, so that didn't, I actually would have liked to seen a little bit more of the, of the, of the, you know, other characters other than Optimus and, and Mirage and whatnot. So, but yeah, yeah, I liked it. It liked was, it, it was just a check on that summer of movies. It like, really was. It, it got, uh, it really, I have it at number 10 on my list. So I thought I'd better throw it 50 cents. Yeah. Oh. He found it. Sonic Fox. Fighters Amphibious Operations. Oh. Hmm. Oh, about that. Yeah. But that's what I'm referring to. I don't know what to, what Well, the kid would... in the movie, you know, his younger brother who has um I forget what. He has a disease of some sort. Um right. he's playing video games all the time, but it hurts his hands, which are affected by the disease and and I just took it as that, you know, he young kid playing video games all the time. And that's what he wanted to do, or whatever. So, I didn't, I didn't think much more of it than that. So, well, you know, somebody is. Also, of course. So, all in all, positive experience. Electronic supersonic fighter push button. It's four sonic sounds, electronic lights, and four battle sounds. Whoa, that's a cool backpack. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, uh, it looks like this was rolling. like this was like early 90s when yeah. the yeah it was starting to fade a little bit i had that rock and roll in a different uh paint scape mm. so joe pedia says the sonic fighter the specially trained frontline fighters blast into action equipped with a devastating arsenal of battle ready weapons Take command of these frontline commandos and put the sounds of battle at your fingertips. Mm, that's probably like about you know the time they got into eco warriors and space guys and all that stuff. So trivia: the Sonic Fighters file cards were all written in house at Hasbro, not by Larry Hama. Oh, he was uh, only sent the cards to edit after they were created. So it's like Larry Hama's like, I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't like, like that. Like I'm not. I don't want anything to do with. 
This or your Transformers Granimals or whatever they are. <laughs> oh, what else? Did it, did Cliff? Did you see Spider Verse? I did. Did across did. the Spider Verse? Yes. Surprisingly, I did. But that's only I because had, I had I the Regal Pass. We all three. <laughs> yes, we all three. All. My name's Miles Morales. I'm Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man. And things are going great. He's going to be here any minute. Should be simple enough. Give me your money. So are you like a cow or a Dalmatian? Ah, Spider-Man! I am Spot. (laughs) It's not funny. Don't, don't do that. There's bubbles now. Hold on. I don't think I want this costume anymore. Oh, in a minute. Hey, wrote it all this one word. That's cute, right? The youth. How's this going? Miles. Solid. Miles' grades are pretty good. A in AP Physics. That's my little man. And a B in Spanish. What? Ooh, okay. Miles. Are you trying to Mira, that's why I'm going I gotta go. All right, bye. Miles! Gwen? Wanna get out of here? Welcome to Spider Society. I'm Spider-Man. Oh, no way. All of us are. Meet Miguel O'Hara. He's like a ninja vampire Spider-Man, but a good guy. Plus, he's like such a good leader. Miles. There's moments in our stories that are the same for all of us. Some good. Did you bring our baby to another fight? I knew I was going to regret making her that web shit. You asked me not to, so I, I didn't. I wouldn't. Some bad. You have a choice between saving one person and saving every world. To me, that's an obvious choice. Send me home. I can't do that. I can do both! All stations, stop Spider-Man. You? You want me? Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. Can this day get weirder? I guess it can. There's nowhere to run. Sorry! My bad, everybody. There was somewhere to run. So... People loved it. People loved it. It's a big hit. Bigger hit than we thought. Bigger hit than everybody with Cliff thought. And what'd you think of it? Um, You don't like Spider-Man, so I'm expecting you to not like it. No, I I thought I liked the story. Um, You know, I I did like the story. Uh, I thought the characters were cool. Uh, The animation still bugs me. Um, I thought it was better. But it's... It's so many different styles and it's move it's all moving so fast it bugs me. I uh, liked that a lot. I liked all the different styles. Like yeah. when Gwen was talking to her dad and it looked like the painted pinks and yeah. and Water oranges color. that you know, her comic book, that's how it's drawn. And but that was a nice slow scene of two people talking, like and it looked beautiful. But yeah, the faster it went, the more you added, like it became a little much. But I liked each person having a different 
feel and texture and animation style. Every but... world having a different right. look. Every yeah. every every screen capture has like little boxes with other things going on. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even know how you would storyboard this movie. <laughs> no. Um and and the, the camera moving constantly. And I and I think I think um like I said, I like the movie, but the parts that bugged me I think come from I personally am much more of a like watch the movie or watch the cartoon guy than I am read the comic book guy. And so when I go to watch a movie, I expect it to look more like a movie or a cartoon that I grew up on and and devoted my time to and where everything looks a certain way. And that's, I think that's why it bugs me. It's just, it's, it's, you know, it's like we've just ripped out a, pages of a bunch of different comic books and then glued them all, all all on the same background. And that's probably why you guys like it. You know, yeah, I, that's, that's not a criticism. A lot of people yeah. wouldn't view that as a criticism, right? But yeah. It's personal taste. That's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. I really liked it. Same way. I really liked the first one, but I didn't, it, there were parts where it was too much. And and I like the action and the craziness and the freneticness, but like you can't do that the whole time. Like he and Gwen, hey, let's talk. Oh no, we got to follow over backwards off a building, and oh, I lost right. the shoe. I got to web yeah. it. Like th- it never stops ever. He gets the cake. He has to deliver the cake, and it's a ten minute scene of him tripping and getting the cake and climbing up the wall and trying to hide. And it's like j- just relax a second. <laughs> yeah. And for being such a long film. Even cool stuff kind of overstays welcome sometimes because it was just so long. They didn't want to cut anything. They liked it all too much. And I, I was just – there were parts I just felt a little bit overwhelmed, and especially – we're going to talk a few spoilers, but, yeah, we get into the the spider, you know, spider heavy. You could watch that movie ten times and not catch half the stuff that's on the screen. So it's like mm-hmm. – it's it's – is it even what's the point if people can't even catch what you're trying to do and the panel or the the captions come up so fast you can't even read them yeah it's like but, if i have to sit there with a pause button like we're watching riverdale this ain't this riverdale not- i was just getting ready to- <laughs> this ain't riverdale oh crap i'm not this is riverdale i'm not putting that kind of effort into this movie <laughs> welcome to my ted talk this is riverdale <laughs> so yeah i liked it a lot i think it nails the character stuff i think the characters have grown since we've last seen them. I think it gets them perfectly right from their comic book origins. Visually, it's it's a lot, and there's a lot to enjoy there. But I, I, I was just not as into the story as I was the first one. Like that first one, I know we talked about it being, you know, the hero's journey, and it's anyone can wear the mask, and this is Miles learning that, that he, you know, he has the power inside him and all this stuff. And this one's about like canon and continuity and like it's kind of meta and inside baseball. And it's like, I know what they're trying to do of like, you know, you don't have to always do what the people tell you to do and that kind of stuff. But just the metaphor just wasn't as strong for me in the second one. And it was a little muddled by how much was going on. It also, I, I feel like it also took away a little bit of that from the first one. Like, you know, saying that, oh, anybody can do this or any, by, 
by making it, you know, claiming at this point in the story that he shouldn't have been Spider-Man. It was a mistake. And uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I, 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 I would come back against that. I think like he is the point. He is the one proving I, the fact. That's where it's we're, going, only half, but, yeah. we're only halfway. So right. the second movie's going to, I'm sure he's going to overcome that. Yes. We're going to learn our lessons, but at this point we only have half the movie. So I don't know. But not, I, I, we're we're going to be getting into spoilers here for me to talk about it. I um so starting now, uh I freaking loved it. Um I I mean if I had to say which one I like more, I'd say the first one. It has that leap of faith moment that just takes it over the top for me. Um but and yeah, it's a little slower pace, a little more, sle- you know, I've, this one's pretty personal, but, but, but it, there's so many characters in this one. It's hard mm-hmm. to just say miles, uh, like he is so focused on in that first one. So that I, I get both these movies a nine out of 10. Um, I, we loved it. Nick loved it more than the first one. Um, I, luck loved how they used all that multiverse type stuff even more um and i loved all these new characters you know we're getting to see the the daniel kaluuya's um what's that one spider punk that's great Mm -hmm. freaking how the animation on that changed the whole time uh loved gwen I mean, and there is a leap of faith moment. I mean, where you're talking about where they sit down. I love that moment because the where they take the time to web, she has to web down and set and set and set upside down. And like the leap of faith there in that upside down world is them trying to hold hands or whatever, like go, going for it. And yeah, just, uh, Gwen was a little thin in the first movie. Like we didn't get enough time with her. She just showed up and she was great at everything. And like, she was already a kick butt spider person and she was kind of the will they won't they will they won't they so the first was about defining miles and making him the hero and the household name and making him the breakout star and this one again we started with gwen doing the drum solo and all that stuff so like i think i feel like this one put the time in to give you more gwen and build her backstory and make her as good a character as miles was in the first one I, I want I can't wait to see it again. I have not had time to go see it again, but I that the beginning with the drums is like probably my favorite part of the movie. I like I loved that so much and it comes back at the end. Um there was a sound problem in nationwide. It was not just us, but it was quiet at the beginning and people complained. Phil Lord was going around personally like tom cruise to theaters and handing out pamphlets and saying we set this to the industry standard if you just play it at seven like you're supposed to but nobody does and then since then they've redid it and re-digitally sent it to all the theaters so now if you watch it supposedly it's supposed to be fixed everywhere so well, i just saw this, it maybe, last you night, you so. would you would have seen the fixed version <laughs> yeah it was I a little quiet at the beginning that. um originally but the the whole stuff i like the um miguel miguel o'hara is that his name i like that i i liked he's not a villain necessarily yet he's just an antagonist that is you know he has a point of view so much that he's convinced these 
his closest friends to you know like, like i can't wait to rewatch it and think what gwen is doing with knowing that she knows from the very beginning of this that she has to stop him like she she's trying to stop my miles and all this like i the whole thing with like the somebody becoming a captain are they gonna die because you know the things that have to happen like i'm telling you that the bomb has to go off under archie's bed it's a fixed event there's too many ripples <laughs> that are gonna happen i was like this is the deal this has to happen you know in every world these certain people have to die and all that and miles it, i mean it's so funny because uh, I heard people talking like there's so many Spider-Man. What's it even matter if everybody can be Spider-Man? Then who, how are you special? Who? This is proving that. Like this, that's the challenge they've given themselves, and you're and that makes you feel even closer to Miles because he's not supposed to be this guy. He he's the the one that sticks out. He wants he everything. He he doesn't want any of these things to happen. What he even says like or like. You know, he won't. Why can't you know? You can't have your cake and eat it too. They're telling him at his little at his guidance counselor thing, and he's like, "Why don't you have two cakes? Like you can do both things. I can be Spider Man, and why? Why does you know my dad can live? You know, like all these inconsistencies. He's you know, and she's saying how I love the line where she says, "Gwen always falls for Spider Man." I'm like. Oh, nice, nice, <laughs> nice. I, never... I, I really liked, I think that worked for me so well of, you know, Miles doing his own thing, being his own man. Because I'm not a huge fan of this multiverse stuff, I feel like it dilutes what's so special about Peter Parker. Like, anyone could have been bitten by that spider that day. You know, if, it, if the spider had bitten Flash Thompson, he'd have went and become a wrestler and made a lot of money but it bit Peter Parker and he it's, you know, it's his core being is what made Spider-Man. So like, to, Oh, there's, that's, that's a destined thing that's going to happen in every multiverse. Like that, that's never, I've never been a fan of that. Like I like, I've never, I'm not a huge fan of multiverse stuff anyway. Right. Um, but yes, anything that dilutes that special. So to, to have that specific to miles is like, no, you were not supposed to be this guy. Right. It is your specialness. That's going to make you who you are. You're not just a clone of Peter Parker. That is, yeah, that's the whole thing to me. And I, as far as the, the incompletion of that idea, I have no problem with that. I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm so tired of hearing the Taffa movie. I'm like, it's a, it's a cliffhanger. We know we're getting another part. There's been plenty of movies like that. I saw yeah. Back to the Future and I was super excited. The end of Back to the Future 2, and I knew six months later I was going to be right back there to get the end of this story. Like, I love the twist. They show you the twist. They tell you Earth 42 or whatever, or the 100% they showed us. And everybody I know, well, it didn't, cl it didn't click. And, I, th I think he's even like in the final, the end, he like puts his hoodie on or something. And it's like, he's got prowler colors on. Cause in that world, his hoodie's that color and things like it's the whole silence of the lambs twist where they're, you know, Jodie Foster, isn't really in the right house and Gwen's not in the right house, you know, in the right world, he's not in the right world, you know, and 
stuff with his parents is great. His mom's speech is so great. Like it's so just feels so personal to him. I'm just so psyched for this next movie. I, I got to go back and see this again. I, I freaking loved it. I, I like these alternate timeline things and multiverse things. So Carly and, and the, the specialness of of him being special, him being the, him being different and being able to prove these things wrong where you see like all you see, we see Andrew Garfield and all, all that. And, in these things well i was like that's dennis leary (laughs) what is happening this is is, i was like yes give me more carly had uh she went and saw this she did not see the first movies but she went and saw this one and made the comment uh after she saw it about well you know it's it's just like a part one so that i knew going into it that oh okay there's gonna be you know, a continuation of some, some, sort. Oh, we've known that. I thought mm. everybody knew that. Right? I, so there's so much backlash. They didn't market it that way. They didn't no. want you to know that. Or well, that's, that's cause they know you're going <laughs> to yeah. sell us tickets to a part one. They took that out of the title. Yeah. You're, I mean, they didn't want people to know. And at yeah, the I end mean, of I it, saw people legitimately, that's bull crap. What are yeah. they doing? Like people were not happy with that. Yeah. But again, that, yeah, it should have been a known quantity, but right. that's what happened. Uh, when I went to go see it, there when the credits roll i hear some young girl behind you know kind of in the center behind me go are you fucking kidding me yeah. <laughs> i was like well I, I mean it's exactly how it was when back to the future 2 came out we did not know going into that movie that it was going that it was basically a part 1 of 2 and i i and it was thrilling we were freaking thrilled when that happened so simpler times <laughs> Ah, I love. Uh, it. I was uh, super invested when Peter B. Parker showed back up. I loved the payoff to his story, like his character growth. Of you know, in the first movie, he was worried about having kids. Yeah, and he, you know, he had left or he and Mary Jane had broken up. So I was like, I was thrilled. I love Jake Johnson. I yes. love that character. And then I'm real. Like every time he's on the screen, I'm super invested. I'm like, wait, do I only care about Peter Parker? Is like, is that why? Is yeah. that why I'm gravitating? But, but that's awesome because he's such an individual Peter Parker, like mm-hmm. they're they all are, and like his it, it, it's it's makes sense why he would see things from Miguel's perspective, like how he's convinced him and Gwen, but obviously they're gonna turn their point of view as we go into the next movie. And I expect big things from him, especially as being some sort of hero helping um miles i love the way the team formed of people that were against the system like spider punk and the the girl that sent him to for that earth or whatever um yeah kind of a kind of a competing love interest with gwen and and who who else was there there was there was multiple people in his like little team there at the end we had the yeah he had the the indian uh spider-man and yeah and then you know all pretty much the cast from the first movie even yeah 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 yeah. it was it's good good movie it's we uh we're very lucky to have this stuff to be able to have any give any criticism on it because this is top tier stuff to me hmm well um yeah anything else any other you saw elemental nobody else has had a chance yeah, to go see it. that yet yeah just saw it tonight elemental i'll probably take the i'll probably don't spoil that one okay i take the, take the kids 
Okay. I don't want to spoil it. Um, and I haven't had really much time to think about it. Um, I will say, uh, after the previews, we, this is known, um, it is known there is a new, uh, Pixar short with featuring, uh, uh, Doug and Mr. Fredrickson from up. Okay. All right. Uh, really loved it. Good. Um, excited. Yeah. It's a little sad because you know, there's no up thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Uh, so strange. It's a little sad because there's no Ed Asner to provide the oh, voice. They had to get somebody else to do it. <clears throat> but um, it is sad, though, uh, in kind of a happy way. Um, but, yeah, uh, Carl Fredrickson is uh, DTF again. So um, what? There, there's that. Uh, go see that. Wow. But uh, Elemental is it's an interesting. Uh, Let the air out of one of them balloons and get <laughs> busy. Right. Uh <laughs> it's it's interesting um you know it's if you've seen the previews um maybe you haven't seth but it's about i yeah i mean i've been to a bunch of movies lately they show it all fire different elements uh there's fire people what if elements had feelings and no (laughs) (laughs) it's it's elements don't mix so yeah Yeah, fire people you have earth people you have wind or yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be really woke i'm all about right right. i I like woke it is too woke for florida Um, take it back a couple um no it's a it's an immigrant story basically um and uh it's it's a good take on that um not probably not one of my absolute you know favorite classic Pixar movies of all time but I, I thought it was good enough I there was a lot of stuff I enjoyed um just not maybe as much humor um that really kind of hits a, as some of their other films but um but overall it's it's I enjoyed it so, it's worth 50 cents exactly I was just getting ready to say it's well worth a uh a swipe I, of the past I think it is I think it is <laughs> Now I'm so, off all week, so I'm yeah. looking to get to the theater. Well, I'm probably going to go tomorrow, and and I'm going to flash it up. This got to yeah. get a flash this weekend, and then sometime during the week I'll go see Elemental. Can't wait for all this stuff, and then another week we got Indiana Jones. So. I st- I still haven't seen The Little Mermaid. Um, yeah, I'm gonna skip that one. But uh, my son and 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 his girlfriend they did go see. Talk to them uh, last weekend. They had seen. Uh, the Little Mermaid, and said it was very good. So take that for you know what you will. I don't know. There you go. Like we did it. The summer of movies. There you have it. <laughs> go and see some it. movies. Go see go some see more movies. Uh, so yeah, watch his money. He he likes Spider Verse. It's making a bunch of money. I hope yep. we all like Steve Gutenberg. That's all I know. That's right. It's <laughs> a quote. I I uh, can't get out of my head. Like, what is he gonna make us watch? <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, so it's summertime and there's fun stuff happening. We always Living have clever ideas. Stick around. Hey, we're doing our Marvel countdown. Come back for more of that. We're going to rank all the MCU movies. So do not miss that one. Don't miss any of our episodes. And uh, check our Patreon. Check our social medias to see what we're up to. 
Till then, my name's Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. So, bye forever. I will say one thing about that Transformers uh, movie. Mm. It had a great 90s soundtrack. Mm. I I was digging the 90s hip-hop soundtrack. I was like, yes. I remember these songs. Yeah, there was a couple things I've forgotten. I I remember laughing out loud at a couple things. (laughs) And... I was not trying to escape spoilers. You guys like, okay, yeah, here's what happened, totally... and then I cut out. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened in my. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> Good timing. Kapow! The pop cultured podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.